Hello and a warm welcome to the TNC podcast, your go-to Norwich City listen. Three wins in four for David Wagner, four points off the playoffs, everything's well. Saturday <laughs> night and I like the way you move, Adamida. What, what are we moaning about? <laughs> you know what I loved about Adamida's goal? Go on. Silencing the 20%. <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, mate, we're going to go on to those uh, daft comments from Delia later on in this episode, aren't we? We've got a lot to cover in this. We do. Fire through the agenda. I mean, so much has happened since since we last sat here. We've had two away games, a defeat and a win, both mm-hmm. in fairly dramatic circumstances. We've had an AGM. We've got a busy week or so coming up, which sort of concludes in a couple of weeks' time with the East Anglian derby. Um so much to talk about. Yes. Yeah. And we're wearing blue. Yeah. Well, I thought it would be appropriate to wear our Pompey colours, Jack. <laughs> Play know? up Pompey. Play up Pompey. We'll wear our Portsmouth colours. No, I jest. <laughs> we are wearing them for, for a reason, aren't we, Jack? We are. Well, as most of you know, hopefully all of you know, we are partnered with Norfolk and Waveney Mine, and we have been for, what, two, three years? Yeah. It's been a little while. Yeah. And um, hopefully you know what Mine do. If you don't, they are Norfolk's mental health charity they're of course nationwide as well um and they do brilliant work in in the community chris absolutely they do and this week is grief awareness week jack which is something that personally we are uh, very very passionate about raising awareness for and creating conversations around and sort of I guess combating the stigma around, you know, talking about, uh, you know, the loss of a loved one or, or grief, which of course at some stage will, will, will touch everyone and is something that, you know, Jack and I, we, we bonded over, didn't we? That's mm. how we first met. You'd obviously lost your dad, I'd lost my mum and we almost became brothers through our own grief, didn't we? And so we wanted to dedicate this episode um, to Norfolk and Waveney Mind uh, for Grief Awareness Week. And if you are struggling with loss, and that doesn't necessarily mean something that happened a week or a month or a year ago, if you're struggling with with the loss of a loved one from 10 years ago, um, head over to our social media account, Talk Norwich City. We posted something out today, actually, um, with a little link on it that will direct you through lots of incredibly useful information on grief um, and how to navigate that from these guys, North Can Wave in your mind. Um, so yeah, please do go and check that out and um, please go and, 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 and support the cause. And, and critically, let's talk about grief more, mm. right, Jack? Because the more we talk about it, the more that it helps everyone cope with it, right? Exactly. And I, and I think that the great thing with Norfolk and Waverly Mind is, and, and, and talking about it in general, there's no right way to navigate grief. The way you would have dealt with the with the death of, of your mum mm-hmm. would have been very different to the way I dealt with things. And the way that we both dealt with things will be very different to how people at home deal with things. And, and, and the sad thing is, Chris, at some point, whether you're 17 or 71, you will yeah. lose someone or something. Um, and being able there, you know, being able to support each other and, and having the resources out there, I think is really important. And we're really proud to to push the, you know, what what mine are doing. And hopefully, um, and hopefully you're not struggling. And hopefully you, you, of course. you, you haven't been through something. But if you are, you know where to reach out. The links to them are always in the description of every single one of our videos. So um, yeah, go over there, speak to them if you're struggling. And hopefully you haven't got to suffer alone. Absolutely. And another public service announcement, mm. flipping to our other charity partner. We're very charitable. Flipping to our other charity <laughs> partner, just very quickly, bear with us please. Um, but you'll be happy with this. Um, of course, we teased in our last last mm. podcast. We have now officially announced it. We have Gabby Sarah. Not, not this mug. We're not selling the mug. Not, well, we are well, selling the yeah. mug. Not via we're, Big C. Yeah, we're not talking about <laughs> the mugs, but uh, which are for sale, by the way. But they're not in fundraising Big C. However, um, we have kindly been given a signed Gabrielle Sarah shirt very kind from the man himself. Mm. He wanted to give back to the local community. He was very passionate about supporting Big C. Um, we have put that up for a raffle, which means anyone can enter, not yeah. just people with lots of money that can donate big bids, which I know a lot of people have, have fed back to us. We put this up for a raffle. So you can donate as little as two pounds or as much as 25 or, or 50 pounds. The more uh, money you give, of course, the more entries you get is the way it works. T's and C's apply, go and check out the information. Um, but yeah, the Gabriel Sarah signed shirt. I think Jack, at time of posting this, we've already raised over 700 pounds. Wow. Um, so big thanks to Gabrielle, Sarah, and again, I think you'll put the links in the description. Links for that in the as well. description. We'll be drawing it. I think the Monday after the Ipswich Town game, so still a week yeah. or so to enter. Chuck a couple of quid in. Yeah, um, every every pound counts, and um, yeah, absolutely. So get stuck in. Norwich City. Yeah. 
Lots has been happening. Saturday night, <laughs> and I like the way you move. Chris, I'm... Out of me, I am... Confused? Yeah, that's a great word to put it. I think that's okay. I think you're yeah. allowed to be. Um, I have a very interesting question. Okay. You, not just for you, Jack, but yeah. for the North City fans watching as well. So we've now won three games in four. Yeah. Okay. Uh, by hook or by crook, you know, despite them being pretty shoddy performances, certainly in terms of the amount of control and possession we've had, mm. we've won three games in four. Yeah. Now, my question to you and the Norwich fans is, we now come up against Preston at home at Cow Road and then Sheffield Wednesday yeah. at home at Cow Road. Of course, then is the East Anglian Derby. If we win the next three games... Win all three. Yeah, if we win all three, does David Wagner get back your full faith and would you say you're then Wagner in after saying you're Wagner out? Does your opinion change? Because that's that's a, a sustained period of victories, right? Whether you want him out or not, you know, could it change your mind? Well, I mean, let's see what happens first. I think it's it's always dangerous being so black and white in football. And I would I never like being are you Wagner in or Wagner out? Because okay. I think you can analyze certain aspects of Wagner and, and, and some are good things mm -hmm, and there's mm -hmm. the, certainly you know he's not all bad and there's certain things we go oh I'd like to change that I'm yeah. still of the opinion that Norwich City won't get where they want to be and I'm saying this from a club perspective they said that they were, their, their aim this season was to get into the playoffs um, I think we're going to fall short of that with David Wagner in charge yeah. now as you say three wins in four is a very good you know, chunk of form. There are a couple of tough away games yep. in there. Cardiff away, Bristol City away. They're not so easy. QPR at home, you'd expect to win. The, 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 the fashion in which we lost at Watford was really disappointing. I think the next three games will be interesting. You've got a Preston side slightly out of form. Um, you'd hope to probably beat them, although they're above us in the league. QPR are a fascinating one that have been shocking all season. Uh, sorry, Sheffield Wednesday. Shocking all season. Change of manager. Mm -hmm. Turned around slightly. Ipswich away, I've I've written off, so anything there would be yeah would be big. Even in the results that we've the positive results we've had, I've not seen positive performances. And so answer my question: We win the you, you've got those results by hook or by crook. Well, I don't. If think, we win the next three, do you change your opinion on Wagner? Well, it, I don't think we do win the next three. Okay, I think right. the only I think the only way you do win the next three, and I probably put this the Ipswich game in isolation because as much as it hurts to say I think they are one of the best teams in the division yep, if not the best I agree so if you if you go there and get something you've put in a bloody good performance and I think the performances haven't been good so if we do win the next three and I don't think it will happen yeah of course the opinion has to change and I think you do have to be um, fluid with with your your viewpoint on things football is ever changing mm -hmm. um, does, does my opinion on Wagner change after the last three games no, no, it doesn't. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, but there's clearly something about him that the board like, otherwise he wouldn't still be here. So we are in a a really fascinating mm. position. Look, Saturday, uh, sorry, Sunday's game was it was it was just lovely to win, and I, and I was delighted for Adam Eder, and I was delighted to see Wagner on the pitch with the players, and it was a yeah. moment. And this is why we support yeah. Norwich City, Absolutely. and this is why we support football. So. Yeah. You know, I was finding it really difficult to, and I and I didn't moan after on, after Sunday's game because you know what? I was like, you know what? I'm going to soak this up. I'm going to enjoy it for this moment. You've got to enjoy absolutely, it, haven't you, Jack? Like absolutely. I've seen, I saw so much stuff on social media afterwards of, well, it was shit, and we were this, and we were that, and da 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 da. And that's like, true. Yeah, well, we yeah, were. yeah, I know, but like, guys, we've been so shoddy for weeks. Like, can't we all just enjoy a last-minute winner? Can't we all just have a little break? I think you could enjoy you know, it, but I, I still think you have to see the bigger picture. The thing is, though, Jack, most Norwich fans with their heads screwed on, they understand the fact that this style of style of mm. football or performance levels is not sustainable. Mm. We mm. all know that. But I, 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 I did struggle, Jack, because I, I, that last-minute winner goes in. It's oh, a brilliant. euphoric moment, yeah. and yet we're still sort of dragging ourselves back to this negative position. So, look... I. I that things can change very quickly in football, like, and I agree with that. Um, I, I, you know, what I think the big positive yeah, is from on. that. Like, obviously, winning last minute winner, great. When you, 
when managers are under pressure, yeah. often an argument thrown at them is they've lost the dressing room. And yeah. I think this is as far from that as it could be. I think the players like Wagner. Yes. I think the Wagner likes his players, and that's yes. a huge positive. Now, can he get the best out of those players? I don't think he can. I but agree. in terms of a foundation to work from, at least he still has mm. the support of yeah. the dressing room, and I think that's big. Yeah, I want to make this clear um, because, you know, social media is social media. I still think that we should change our head coach. Um, I still think that we could improve or progress to the next point that we need to get to this season um, if we make that change. And I still think and, and believe that um, that the writing's on the wall uh, and, and that they will, they will change it as soon as they can. But actually, what I think Norwich fans need to realise is if you just sack David Wagner... You're, you're you're left with 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 Narsus in charge and um, you know is that actually any change considering the relationship that David Wagner does have with his players he's he, you know he his man management is good better than other um managers before him so that's a positive and if you take the leader out uh, and you're just left with Narsus for however long I don't really think that's going to improve things in actual fact I think there's a risk that it gets worse but um I think it's very obvious Jack that Norwich City don't just want to find another sticky plaster solution mm. because after uh, Daniel Farker's uh, long and, and you know mostly successful um, tenure at the football club um, we tried a sticky plaster in Dean Smith we'll botch it with Dino he might be able to keep mm. us up mm. didn't work mm. oh god Dino's not work right let's quickly get my mate from Huddersfield yep David Wagner yep brilliant let's bring him in yeah and it's been it's been like that ever mm. since Norwich do not want to do that anymore yeah they want to draw a line in the sand and so uh, and so therefore realistically what what manager you know c c is available that's like for the long term that's that's within ben napper's that's you know enough. actual actual vision and mission yeah, yeah. and plans right so i can kind of see like i i do want a change of head coach but at the same time i would maybe i've i've positively challenged my own thoughts on this and i've gone well actually yeah hang on a minute chris yeah so you get rid of david you're left with narcissus nothing changes and it actually could get worse but then the other thing is then you want to be able to hire someone for the long term not just another sticky plaster solution so i think that sort of challenged my my, my thoughts and, and, and my feelings obviously these three wins have helped yeah Wat of course watford you know the way we lost to watford was woeful let's not beat around the bush it was woeful um, it was such a shockingly poor performance. Um, I do think we got lucky away at Bristol, of course, but you know, a win is a win in these circumstances. Especially, you have to you have to take those wins when they come. Um, so yeah, I, and I think the thing that's important, and I agree with all of that, and I, I do think winning games does allow us to go, you know, or we, you know, we're maybe just seeking out time to find the mm -hmm. best replacement. If we'd have lost one nil at Bristol City or two nil, yeah. if it wasn't for Rangus's brilliance at times we wouldn't be sitting here going oh we, you know Ben Napper's allowed more time we just wouldn't be mm. saying that what I would say about David Wagner is I've been incredibly impressed with how he's held himself in in interviews and I'm not in, not in a sense of his, his his answers to certain like tactical questions yeah because they have been they've been interesting silly. but I have been impressed he's not at any point gone you know he's, he's never turned it back on the fans I don't think yep. and he's not become bitter and I think if I'd have been Wagner... But Jack, but Jack forgive me for interrupting, that's fucking standard. And there's been people at this club that have blamed the fans. No, 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 and that's absolutely. unacceptable. I, so actually, David not blaming the fans, that's standard. I, that, that's yeah. not a praiseworthy but thing. But I think if, if I'd have been in Wagner's shoes and all of the noise that I'd been hearing, and, and rightly or wrongly, yeah. I would have become a bit like, you know what, screw tetchy, this. Tetchy. Screw this, yeah. I'm out of it. And yeah. actually, he's, he's tried to plough on and he's yeah. tried to find results. Do I think Wagner should go, yes, mm -hmm. But I have been impressed that he's maintained. Um, I've said this from the yeah. off, though, mate. He's a good he, bloke. He's he's a good bloke. He's likable. He's 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 ever the professional. His moral compass is intact, and that's that that is a positive. And so it's but look, it, it's a really interesting dynamic that's going on at the moment. You know, we're 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 in sort of untrodden ground with this dilemma that we've got um, in this financial circumstance that we're in with a new sporting director. Again, everything's up in the air at Norwich City, so it is going to be up and down. There is going to be turbulence. And, and I read a, uh, I read a comment. I think it was after my match review, and some some comments we get are critical, and you go, "Well, oh, I'm not sure that's fair." There was a critical comment about my evaluation of things that I thought was completely fair, and they said, "Jack, you predicted us to finish, 
I think ninth or something at the start of this season. Did you? I thought you said in around the relegation zone. Well, I, I think I put in my review ninth because I just couldn't bear up putting us any lower. Okay, right. So he said, you, you predicted us to finish 13th. Yeah. We are 13th. Yes. What Why are you, are you suddenly so critical? We're, we're meeting your expectations. And actually, yeah. okay. That's fair enough. But I think I've been frustrated with the way that we've played. Yeah. I think, we're, I think we do have talent in this squad that isn't being... Mm got the, the full amount out Agreed. of Agreed. and actually I think a lot of my frustration has been targeted not just at Wagner but at Delia and Michael yeah. Wynne-Jones the club, is the club, a, the club and, and Stuart yeah. before this yes, so, yes, yes. But, but the manager is always the easy one to yeah. because that is the thing that you can change instantly you can't suddenly get a new owner or, or a, new squad. a yeah, sporting yeah, yeah, director yeah. so that's been the easy out at, at, what time did we kick off half one on Sunday yeah. whatever it was when the team news came out You've seen Kenny McLean at centre-back. Onel's still in the squad, and I know you're yeah. Onel's biggest fan, but I think if he'd have been dropped, you would have probably gone, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Borja Sainz still not in the squad. Yep. What were you thinking at that moment? Um, well, yeah, I was really, really concerned. <laughs> um, not concerned, confused, actually, or bemused somewhat, because we've got Jaden Warner who, as, as far as I understand, and please do correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I can't find anywhere as a re, there being a reason as to why he wouldn't at least be, you know, in, the, in that team. Um, I don't know how Shane Duffy has kept his place in this team, to be honest with you, considering his record, the amount of yellow cards he gives away. Um, I could go on. Um, and we got Danny Bart. I think it was very harsh to drop Danny Bart. He scored away at Watford, and yes, of course, we we, we conceded three to Watford. But I, I wouldn't say necessarily he was to blame for for conceding those three to Watford. And so I thought to put and to put a midfielder in at centre back was just just silly. Um, you know, and you know, facts don't care about feelings, as we like to say. So you could say David Wagner proved us wrong yeah, yeah. because Kenny got the assist for Adam Eder's goal, which we'll go on to in a minute. But very strange and, and thought, you know, if I and I'm just thinking if I'm one of those if I'm Danny Barr or I'm Jane Warren, I'm thinking, fucking hell, David. I think like, the... what? I don't get that. I just I do I did find it very confusing. But but then my, the other side of, of this, Jack, is that what a, what a massive compliment to Kenny McLean. Mm. Because Kenny McLean actually put in one of the best centre-back performances of the season. Not hard. Right, <laughs> of course. But doesn't that speak volumes, yeah. right? That a midfielder is, was, was put in and ended up getting the assist for the goal and, you know, didn't, didn't in my opinion, set a, set a foot wrong against Bristol. So, yeah, I, I thought, look, big up to Kenny. I thought it, it was a bit of a weird lineup, but that's not new. We're mm. used to these very strange David Wagner lineups. There was a um, NCFC numbers put something on, on social again, uh, at the weekend about the number of centre-back pairings I can't remember the stat mm. but go and check it out it's like we've, we've changed it like a million times in the last six weeks and so it's no wonder that we keep leaking goals um, yeah I, th- I think um, I, what I would say around Borja I need I need to speak about Borja I, th- I think um, I I understand that actually the reason that he's not started as much is that he's still adapting to the English language and that's something that I'll hold my hands up I didn't account for I just didn't account for it and I, and I'm and I actually am I'm sorry for that uh, because I just sort of blast because I am I'm am frustrated that he's not playing because he's got some talent that boy and I'm hearing good things mm. about what he's like at training but ultimately if he's not adapted fully or at least enough to the English, English language to take on board tactics instructions etc then of course we can't expect him to start football matches and I perform mean, at the highest level so I think that would be what I would say uh, around Borja the argument would be for Borja and look it's it's very much the players that are on the bench are always seemingly better than those on the pitch but you know I think Onel's numbers this season and I think his performance on Sunday was actually better yep um, I agree Almost scored. Almost scored. Didn't I, score, I, but almost scored. I, 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 the argument would be, well, Borja wouldn't be any worse than Onel. Right. Okay. That would be the argument for you. Uh, well, my, well, my argument is I'm surprised that... Actually, no, I'm not surprised. But I think there's this, there's like a narrative of Wagner's picking Onel over Borja. But actually, Borja can play a number of positions in midfield. Mm. He can play as a number 10. 
um, and actually we've we've put all sorts of people in at number 10 uh, recently Lingus. which is which is strange and you know for me I, I think I've, I would fancy Borja there although he is a winger so maybe he could play the other side but he's not even even while Johnny Rowe's been out which for me was a bit mm. confusing I think he's able to to play on either wing so I think there is this narrative that you know he's picking O'Neill over Borja and yeah, you, you could say that, but I think he can play number 10. He can play out on that other position as well. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say that. But, look, I think it was a better performance um, from an L against Bristol. Of course, gutted like everyone that, 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 he, didn't, that he didn't score and actually did really well, uh, you know, under that amount of pressure in that situation. Um, you know, he knows that, that his numbers are, are, haven't been good enough this season. Um, and he is doing absolutely everything he can to to try to to improve and um yeah i have every faith that he will what i would say about sunday's game you know the reintroduction of johnny rowe and angus gunn from injury is, is i think genuinely the difference from not winning yeah. that game to winning i think if you have both of those in the match against watford we yeah. win and we win quite comfortably so i think the reintroduction of of those two guys, Josh Sargent hopefully back in the next month or so. I think that can only be positive. I think it's not until you lose your first choice goalkeeper you realise just how much we rely on them. Yeah, I, I genuinely think Angus is one of the best goalkeepers in this division. Yes, correct. And look, I'm I'm going to stop my pile on of of George Long because it, it probably has got a little bit too much. But Angus being in and and just putting in an average Angus Gun performance was. 10 times that of George Long and I think mm. you know his his couple of stops at 1-0 stops it from going to 3 and it gives us an mm. opportunity Johnny Rowe's couple of quick little bits of interplay on the right hand side yeah, he scares teams, his quality he? He scares to, teams. to put defenders on the back foot and I think having those two back in the side almost masks what was again a fairly intriguing tactical mm. lineup from from Wagner and I think almost got him out of jail somewhat what, what I would say about uh, what I would say to you know light and shade this a little bit, Jack, is that in George Long's defence, an incredibly difficult. I think Angus actually said this in his post match, an incredibly difficult circumstance. The team it was and arguably still is a steaming pile of shite in many departments. No, 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 no. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Let's be, let's I think be real. You said that you were about to defend them. No, 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 no. I'm defending George Long. Okay. The team overall yeah. has been a steaming pile of shite. So because we he's don't been control shy, games, possession, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, right. <laughs> and so we're in this really, this really poor vein of form. Mm. And then it's all of a sudden, right, Georgie, you're in, big man. Good yeah. luck. Um, and actually. It's not exactly like he's got a solid defence in front of him. You know, the defence has been woeful, Jack. And so that would be, you know, where I'd side with George. I, I think you're entitled to, to criticise George. I wouldn't necessarily, you've, I wouldn't, you know, go as far as, as what you've said. I think you've been critical of George Long. I think you've got, you've got, you've, you've got fair reasons to be critical of George Long. Um, but actually, I would just change that conversation to, actually, it's just really good to have Angus yeah, back. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we didn't sign George to be our number one keeper. Angus is our number one. He was brilliant against Bristol, made a couple of big saves, fingertip saves, I think it was two fingertip saves. Um, you know, just that presence of Angus, really, I actually think that the, the defence felt maybe comfortable. Mm, yeah, I don't yeah. know if that's nonsense or not, but for, for me, that's how it felt. Absolutely. Let, let's turn things into a positive. Let's talk about Adam Eda. Um, we're going to refer to NCFC numbers again because yep. he gives us the, the content we need so we don't have to do any prep. Um, <laughs> NCFC numbers. Most goals off the bench in Norwich City League history. Is he in that list now? Adam Eda's at the top. Ooh. Eight. No, he's not. Eight league goals from the bench. Look. What? Next up, Simeon Jackson was seven. Curitan, Trevor Howard, Cameron Jones yeah. six. Wes, Paul McVeigh, David Nielsen. Wow. Five. Look, it's look. Whatever you think of Adam Eden, he has given us some good moments this season. Hull first game of the season, ninety fifth yeah. minute winner. Cardiff ninety second minute winner. Um, Bristol City ninety fifth minute winner. And you go, you yeah. know what? Like fair play, big moments. Yep. He's come up with the goods. Yeah. A couple of really tidy finishes yeah, in yeah, there. Yeah. And, and I'm just delighted because Adam's clearly a lovely guy. Yeah. I think we've always known from a physicality element, he's got it. He's big, he's quick, he's strong. Yeah. And I thought the, the goal on Sunday was really nicely taken. He's got a lot of work to do from harrying that defender, yeah. picking the ball up. Yeah. He's got 20 yards to cover. He's got to finish one-on-one -on -one past the goalkeeper. 
yes, in the, you know, the, it was a fairly, you know, we ex- we should be expecting to score, but there's still a lot of work to do. Mm. Big moment, lots of pressure. Yeah. And you you could see how much not only it meant to him, yeah. but the pressure lifting slightly off Wagner. He's been relatively calm, I think, and he is a, quite a calm character, Wagner, but he's lost his head. And I'm all about it. Yeah, David he's turned into a... David Mourinho, yeah, didn't absolutely. he, running down the I line? I loved it. I mean, I, I would have done the same, to be honest with you. I don't, I don't, I think there's this whole thing of, oh, that was a bit cringe that David Wagner did that. Absolutely not. No, it's great. You know, I, I think we need more of that passion in the sport. I think the the, the soul and the passion is being sucked out of, of, of this game. And, and I was loving seeing David run up that line. Yeah. And good on you, David. Good on your son. Um, Adam Eder, mm. okay, you know, the physicality, the run, um, as you say, the way that that, that that he just expected to win the ball. Mm. But for me, Jack, it was it was the touch that did it before the finish. And, you know, maybe maybe because we're so used to seeing Adam, you know, with these sort of, dare I say, toe-poke desperate yeah. finishes, we, we, I guess it's not sexy to, to, to see Adam score, but I don't give a shit. Three match winners this season. We say it time after time. Facts don't care about feelings. And do you know what? I see a direct line of correlation here between the love that Norwich City fans have shown Adam Eder and his performance levels. Mm. I see a direct correlation. And we saw it at the final whistle. Saturday night, and I like the way you move, Adam Eder. Yeah? And fuck, that's going to fill him with confidence. Mm. I'll tell you what really got me going. More than the goal itself. God. Yeah? And I've said this, right? Earlier in the season, we saw somewhat of a muted Adam Eder when, when he was playing and also scored, you know, his body language. <sighs> when he scored mm. that goal, the roars, the passion, you could see his veins bursting. Like, fucking hell, Adam, that got me going. <laughs> Like, absolutely brilliant. And that's the passion we want to see. Yeah. And that fires the fans up and yeah. it fires the players up. And I tell, you, I tell the Yellow Army one thing as well. He's really admired by his peers, Jack. Mm-hmm. He really is. And not just this group, by groups before him. Because of his physicality, the boy has got everything he needs. Mm. He's just, I guess, taken some time to, I don't know, maybe learn the game. Maybe, you know, find his place in the team. But... He's got everything. He's a confident striker. I think the you know his shoulders have dropped. He's like actually no. Do you know what? There's nothing to lose. Mm. We're shit anyway. I'm gonna give this a good go. Yeah. He's poked it home and good on you, Adam Eder. I'm I'm delighted for Adam Eder and I'm so pleased. Uh, and we could go on a list, a massive long list of North City scapegoats have passed. Josh Murphy, Jacob Murphy, Russ Martin. Um, I could go on and on and on, and and and, um, and, and here we are again with with Adam Eder. He was made a scapegoat. Kenny McLean before that, and now I'm so happy that that scapegoat thing is history. It's history. No one needs to get on the back of Adam Eder anymore, please. He's a brilliant player, and I'll put something in the room, Jack. Give that boy a fucking start. Stop bringing him off the bench. I want that boy starting. He's got everything we need to stretch the back lines. I think he's a brilliant, brilliant player. Well, positive with Adam Eder. Let's just hold on to that for a few more days until maybe another bit of uh, negativity arises. <laughs> Look, it was a intriguing midweek. We had a defeat to Watford. We also had an AGM, yeah. which was filled with sound bites. Um, and yeah, just a, a night where... You know, I watched the interviews back and I'm like, I don't know where to start with this stuff. <laughs> do, do you know, Jack, I was the same. I, I, I was sort of, um, I tend to like make notes and stuff. And I was like, I'm going to be here all night. <laughs> yeah, I just thought, just, you know, there, there, was, there wasn't like one or two. There was like 18 yeah. different things. So it just, it was a PR disaster, wasn't it? We had Mark Atanasio there. Yeah. Um, we had Banapa there. Yes. Of course, Delia and Michael yeah. Wynne-Jones, Tom Smith, yeah. etc. The, the the majority of the press was done with Mark Atanasio. Yes. And Delia and Michael Wynne-Jones. Yeah. Having gone through all of that and had a little bit of time to, you know, figure out what you think, what was your overriding <laughs> sentiment? Well, first of all, mate, I do need to say what a fantastic video you did. Um, your sort of AGM, I'll call it post-mortem because yeah. that, that was how it felt. And and if you haven't watched that yet, I'd highly encourage you to go and watch Jack's um, review, if you like, of of the AGM, uh, you, you know, I, I actually mostly agreed with, with most of your comments It's really in difficult that. to, you know, we weren't in the room, we're not shareholders, so, you know, it's always difficult to comment yeah. on these things after. And I think 
you know, we're all, we are also clutching at certain sound bites like the twenty percent boo boys, etc. The pompy thing. Yeah. They they're the things that will hit the headlines because that's the way the media works. Yeah. I just I, I kind of went at it from less of that and more of a a feeling and an mm, overarching. Yeah. And and I just didn't get a good one. No, I didn't either. I I actually I might start this in a, in a I don't know weirdly a, po- a positive note actually, which okay. is that I, I would say. Um, that Mark Atanasio came out of it looking very, very yeah, good. Yeah, I'm impressed um, with him. I am very hopeful and optimistic yeah. um, of, of, of the Yanks coming into the club. Don't get me wrong. you know I know they're joint majority shareholders now. I think when they do inevitably become the majority shareholders, I can see a bright, bright future with, with them at, at the helm. Um, of course, we're, we're lucky to have interviewed them. Um, I really value that they value the supporters. And I actually felt almost a bit of an awkwardness, you know, dare I say, about uh, Mark when Delia made the comment, you could maybe say. Um, and, you know, they didn't quite sit well with him. I think he was like, oh, God, Delia, why did you say that? Mm. I don't know. Maybe that was just how I, how I no, interpreted no, I it. Absolutely. That's how I interpreted yeah, yeah. it. But I would say, I'd start by saying, actually, I am. I, I did take Blumenek. Thank goodness we've got the Atanasios coming in mm. now. I felt that that was really good. But... Um, and I blooming hope that this puts to bed the absolute nonsense that I read on social media about us, you know, I don't know, being in bed with the club or something like that. I thought Delia's comments particularly were daft, mm. daft, um, ill-timed, poor. And I just, it was really evident that she, uh, her and Michael Wynne jones were just so... You know, I know that they do spend time in the Lion in the, the the Lion and Castle, and I know that they do communicate with supporters. But Delia and Michael don't spend any time on social media. You know, they don't listen to local radio, and they don't consume a lot of the quote unquote noise. But as a consequence of that, that's why they've come out with that stuff. And my, I guess, my conclusion to all of the comments were, I really, for the first time realize their age mm. and i really want to be so careful with this topic i don't want to sound disrespectful I, i'm really trying not to be disrespectful i love and appreciate and respect everything that dealer michael and jones have done for this football club but it was that agm that made me think core blimey mm. i can really now sense that you know you, you're you're an older person mm. um I think it was the first. Did you know where I'm uh, coming from with that? And I, and I think I hope that came across in the no, right absolutely. way. Absolutely, and I think you know we like to romanticise football, and we like to be like it's our little community thing. But actually, this is a you know a, a, a multi million pound business, yeah. and it, and it's very rare to see two eighty two year olds almost as as the figurehead of that. And it was the first time I looked at this and went, actually, the future lies away from Delia Smith and Michael and Jones because for literally for my entire lifetime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me they too. have been me too. the, me too, yeah. the you know the majority shareholders, and actually now we've got a split, and and my and the Atanasia groups coming in, and actually I looked at them and thought, yeah, the future's not mm-hmm. with you guys, and, and part of me felt quite sad, and and part, because they just didn't present well. No, so but, it's and, and, I, and I think we what I said about David Wagner in terms of not biting back, at, and it's it's not an attack on David Wagner, as is it's not an attack on Delia Smith and Michael and Jones mm-hmm. when we kind of criticise we want the best for our football club Yes. as does David Wagner yeah. as does Dealey Smith as does Michael Wynne Jones that's all we want Agreed. this has never been a personal thing and I listened to the replies from Delia particularly to Connor Southwell and to um, Andy Ward of ITV mm-hmm. and I thought you know the laughs she said to Connor well you weren't even born you don't <laughs> even know what did she say she said something like they don't have a clue how a football club is run yeah. and actually I'm going Start to think like you don't either. Mm. It was an attack. It was biting back, and I thought, you know what? It just this cre- shouldn't yeah. be bitter. This shouldn't be us against them. Yes. It's feeling. It's yes. feeling Weber vibes. I'm thinking we all want the same thing mm. here. You might want it to go in a certain direction. We want it to go in yeah. another direction. And I, and I, you're bang on. I thought I could. I saw Mark Atanasio squirming mm. at some of the comments, mm. and, and partly because he will have had media training. He's from. The, the corporate world of yeah, America yeah, it's a yeah. bit more polished right yeah. and I do respect the fact that Delia and Mike have always said what they think yeah that's true but I watched that and thought it was mm. it was a tinge of sadness I thought this is the end of an era yeah I, I, th- I think that's that's nicely summarised but to be clear uh, I think I can talk on behalf of you Jack by saying 
we are not happy with dealer and Michael Wynne Jones comments. No. We've seen some weird social media stuff about us not criticizing Delia. Let me let me tell it to you straight. Dealer and Michael Wynne Jones got a can of petrol at the AGM and they poured it on the fire. The comments were just silly. I have no idea. I just, I, I, I can't fathom why they came out with it. I mean, I, I, and, let, and let's talk about that. You know, I know that there's lots, Jack, but there were some particularly, po- I mean, the, there was the 80, 20 percent thing. Again, we're down the fucking percentages road. We were there with Stuart's 90 percent. Here we are. Yeah, all with that is, is, it's, we, why it's we, segmenting I'm, fans. Yes, and that's not needed. Stop creating a divide. Mm. Please. I know it's been tough. And I know that, you know, I, I know that it's not easy to, um, you know, perform in, a, in an environment where, you know, it is negative because of what we're seeing on the pitch but you, you can never blame the fans don't ever ever it's like the it's like the, the the standard of football as soon as you blame the fans you're you're on to a you're mm. onto a loss it's just daft and, and, let, and let's change the let's change the viewpoint of this slightly let's call us customers right we are customers okay. of a big business i quite like this and yeah. we are and Go we on. are and we are buying their products yeah. their expensive products yeah. on a really regular yeah. basis and, and and the experience we're getting from this isn't a good one and it's a sustained yeah. poor experience if you were a customer of john lewis and the product you've just brought isn't working yeah you'd moan and yeah. they would go you know what you're bang on yeah here's a refund look it's, it's a different world they are they were almost saying like this is what we're giving you yeah yeah, yeah. and you like it or you leave well i tell you what that was how it came across i tell you what renewals are coming up mate don't take fans for granted 100 percent, mate don't but, take but, them for granted but, but do you know what jack I, I think in at that AGM, I interpreted it like that. I interpreted it as, blooming heck, yeah, I, I can't remember the exact figure. I think I might be paying 550, 60, 70 quid or something for my season ticket at least. And because of the fact that I've been critical this season, I've been made to feel like I'm a, I'm a problem mm. and actually maybe I'm not welcome. Mm. And that, that's really, that's just, it's just so stupid. But again, you know, the, the conclusive summary from both of us is um, they're old yeah. and it's time for change. Mm. Um, and again, to balance it, I love, appreciate and respect everything they've done. They've saved us during the most hard financial times. They really have. They do so much good behind the scenes in terms of little personal touches for people, including my father. They've done so much. But after that AGM, it became very obvious, didn't it, Jack, that it is time for, for change at the top of the tree, which we are now finally seeing in the Athanasios. Absolutely. Uh, right, let's get on to Twitter questions, and we shall start... Oh, yes, go with on. ...with one of our sponsors. Go on. Oliver Hill. Go on. Great to, always great to see Oliver Hill. And, uh, you know What's what? he saying? I'm surprised he's had time to tweet. He's usually out on the golf course, isn't he? So good to see that. Um, <laughs> good to see these getting in touch. Oliver, yeah. great to hear from you. He said, so... I'd really like to t- uh, you two to talk about the atmosphere on he's put Saturday, I think it's okay. Sunday, or maybe yeah. the Saturday before. Yeah. Um, you cannot argue with three wins out of four on paper. It's very good. Therefore, is it not our duty as fans to support the team 100% throughout the game? Moan before, mm. moan afterwards if necessary, yes. but not during. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and actually, do, do, you know, do you know, Oliver, I, I agree... Um, with the context of the previous run of results. Three wins in four, you know, it's been shit performances, but we've got three wins in four. We now go into two winnable home games. They are, you know, I know Preston and Sheffield, you know, Sheffield Wednesday, they're right. I think they got a result against Leeds, didn't they? Which was a bit of a shock. Am I right in saying that? They got a result, I don't think it was against Leeds. Oh, was it not? I don't know. I think it might be, but anyway, fine. They got a result, Um, you know, uh, but again, against Preston, two home games coming up. You know, I, I do agree with Oliver on this, and I and I do implore the North City fans. But actually, do you know what, Oliver? I, I do actually think, on the whole, the fans have been there for uh, for this football team this mm. season, in spite of circumstances and in spite of um, unnecessary fan poking from all angles. Yes, it's been hyper negative and and definitely toxic, and then turned apathetic in a in a large patch. But I think Oliver's point is. I think that we've got an opportunity to exit this now. And now we all, I think we mostly all agree we're sceptical of the sustainability of this performances of David Wagner. But I think Oliver's on to something. We've got two winnable home games. Yeah. Let's Let's worry about Ipswich when we come to it. 
you know, I know that you and I have a pretty similar feeling. We don't expect to get anything. I, I, I honestly think they'll trample all over us. I really do with the style of football they're playing compared to us uh, and the performance levels and the possession and blah, 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 blah. Um, let's win the next two games. How do you win the next two games, Jack? We make Carroll Road rock. Mm. And we can do that. I would agree partly, and okay. I think I think you do need to you know get behind what you're given. What I what I would counter Oliver's um, point there. Football fans still, and particularly at this moment in time, feel that they're not being heard, and that doesn't help when you've got yep. you know Dealey coming out and going, well, twenty percent is twenty percent of the boot board. The only opportunity the majority, the vast majority of football fans have to voice their opinion is ninety minutes yep. on a Saturday. Yep. So if they want to go and boo, boo. It's the only time in which they can get the owners and the board to listen. Because as you say, Dealey's not on social. You're not going to be able to so write a letter to Stuart and, and, and put, voice your opinion. So, well, not Stuart. He's bugged off. Well, before. <laughs> when you want change, yes, you need to make your voices heard. Yep. But you can do that at the final whistle or before the game, as Oliver says. You can. But uh, what I'm saying is, is uh, I'm just sick and tired. And I'm not saying Oliver's criticising the fans because he's certainly not. I'm sick and tired of the the constant like, well, this is what you're getting type vibe, and you mm. either you either like you know, it soak like it up it. or you, yeah. Or, and yeah. actually, like when you when you see the extent, particularly on Sunday, great example. I had a few messages before I'd even woken up, like, ten past five in the morning from people on the way in the car because the trains were on strike. They were mm. like the hundred quid in for tickets and fuel, Bravo. and they were going with no expectation, just just to back the boys. Yeah. The only reason they're going. And they're the fans that we don't hear from. They're yeah. the journeys. Yeah. You know, it's all well and good us sitting in a nice warm house and listening to it on the radio. Yeah. We weren't there. Yeah. We didn't spend the money to go. Yeah. Plenty of people did. And if they want to go and, and make their voices heard... I guess they're entitled to, yeah. Fair play to them. I think... I know you are right. I think Oliver's just saying... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Let's make a good go absolutely. of these next two absolutely. games. And, and, and there is an opportunity to, to try and turn the ship. We've, Absolutely. We've got a question that's coming from Shakespeare Canary. Neil Harrison, 211. Question. Do you think Napa is waiting until January and Wagner's 12-month contract expires until replacing him? Well, I think the reason... I think we know what we're waiting for um, and we're waiting for a replacement that, that Napa feels suitable. Yeah. And a long-term replacement. Yeah. Um, and someone that Napa can look at and have their ideologies match up. I think there's still what... Wagner wants compared to what Napa wants is slightly different. Oh, I think that's, slightly, mate. It's I think that's a concern. Hugely contrasting. And look, bringing in a head coach will be hugely time-consuming. You need the right person. I'm frustrated that it it is felt like over the last couple of weeks we're not trying to make a change and we've kind of been sleepwalking. That's been my mm -hmm. frustration. But I do get I do get where it's coming from. I I. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what's happening anymore. I don't know what will go on. I, I think Wagner will be here for the Ipswich game. Yeah, I think we can agree on that. Um, now. Yeah. I think he will be here for that, which petrifies me a little bit. But you know, petrifies we, me hugely. We shall get behind it. Um, I, I I don't think Napa wants Wagner here long term. That's what I'll say. Yeah, I yeah, I I think that. I, I think if you you know if you're a so-called data man and you look at the stats and you're like the future is is a David Wagner or a City, then I think you're in la-la land, to mm. be honest with you. Um, but but they've got to hire someone on, on, the, on a long-term basis. Samuel um, has come in, Samuel Austin, Jack, and he's got a statement. McLean playing in defence and Gunn coming back was a huge was huge for us against Bristol, but it does show how poor our recruitment is, by yeah, yeah. how bad Long was performing and how crap the defence has been this season. Nap has a lot to do and fix in January. What I want to take from this, actually, I'm sorry to shorten your, your statement there, Samuel, is Napa has a lot to do and fix in January. Jack, the narrative that's been fed previously is we ain't got a pot to piss in, mm. we can't sign players unless we sell them. Um, and actually, I'm maybe getting, I don't know, maybe I'm just clinging on to any sort of positive straw at the moment to, to, to hold on to for dear life. Could could we be about to see, I don't know, three, four loan signings in January to try and restart this car and get it in the playoffs last minute? I don't know. Potentially, and, and, I, and I definitely think that, that Napa and, and his colleagues will be looking at this league and going, God, we have been awful this season and we're four points off of the playoffs. If we'd have held on 
which we should have done against Watford, we'd be a point outside the playoffs. Yeah. And we've been awful. Yeah. And, we, and we've been without our best striker yeah. all, all, for the majority of this season. So I think they will look at this and go, if we can tinker a little bit and, and get the right person in from a head coach perspective, which I think they'll be looking at, and maybe adding a little bit of quality here and there, I think, I think they will think that the playoffs are still yeah. within reach. But it's, it's bang on in terms of recruitment. But yeah. The fact that they deem... Kenny McLean going into centre-back necessary because they don't have the mm. the capable ball-playing defenders to fill that role. You lose Gibson, who I think is our best, and certainly not perfect, but I think yeah. is our best ball-playing centre-back in terms of can pick a pass. I agree. The fact that we're having to put Kenny in there, we've seen um, Pojeta at left-back, mm. Liam Gibbs in the number 10. It's a... And, and, and we've talked about it so much Sad this season. It's yeah. a confused identity nothing's matching up here and that's really dangerous do you know what did make me giggle right David Wagner came out in the press last week saying something like oh well yeah it's, it's clearly obvious that we've got an ageing squad and that we need to change it mate you were a big reason yeah, yeah. why we why we've got an aging yeah. squad. And don't get me wrong, obviously Stuart and and and, and his uh, his his scouts or, or recruitment team have obviously you know they they were a part of that. It's not all on David, but I found it very funny that David sort of came out with that. It's like, oh yeah, it's obvious, but mate, like we've just changed to that, mm. and this is what Norwich City have got and will get away from under under Ben Napper. This complete flip flop of. Of, of recruitment strategies mm. that we will get away from that I find this re- just a quick gear change please to lighten it up from Ron Marrero who we always say has got the name of the podcast congratulations Ron you've, you've won it again this week and um, this is a hilarious analogy are you ready for this <laughs> that game he's talking about the Bristol game that game was like tripping falling face first into a pile of dog crap but also finding a $10 bill, remember I'm American and we don't use the term quid, in the freshly smooshed pile. Um, do you know what, Ron? Yeah, I agree yeah. with you. Um, you know, and I don't think Nor- I don't think there'll be a Norwich fan out there that will go, cool, yeah, what a performance that was, you know. But I agree, you know, it was turgid, it was stodgy. You know, there wasn't really much to, you know, uh, even, you know, Dimmy's obviously, of course, you know, Dimmy created that the the first goal, the the equaliser with with an OG. Um, but 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 you're right. It well, was I, turgid and we did find a $10 bill at the end of the at the end of the rainbow. I think it we? links in really nicely to um, a question from Beeston Gaming and they say right. we needed something to get the fires burning again. Yeah. Is this the long term fix we need? No. Does it keep our ship afloat a little longer? Yes. I still think the manager needs to change, but at least the players are actually playing for him. I completely agree. Yeah. I think the players playing for the manager is a, is a huge benefit, and I think there is such a thing as losing a dressing room, so at least we know that's not a problem. Is it the long-term fix? No, it's not. Does it change yeah. anything? No, not really. But it just it just lightens the mood a bit, and we needed that so, so mm. badly, Chris. I'll tell you something that uh, lightens the mood. Ashley Snelling um, mm. has, has chucked a statement in. He simply says, Oh, Adam Eder, the Irish R9. <laughs> the Irish R9. The <laughs> Irish R9. Oh, Adam Eder, the Irish R9. What a boy. I just, you know, I, I, whenever Adam scores, I just smile because I'm, I, I really want him to succeed. Yeah, I really yeah, want good. him to do yeah, well so in the Norwich. So you bloody should, because you're a Norwich fan. Um, so only ever good vibes when I see Adam score, and and he's just got a knack of scoring really, really important mm. goals yes. this season for us, yes. which is which is absolutely brilliant. Yeah, no, I agree. And um, we've got another fun question that's coming from Lee Jones. Question: Should we be looking to extend Adam Eder's contract? I feel five years is simply not enough for the go. I mean, blooming Eckley, you need to stop <laughs> taking advantage of our Lakens offer, I think, by the sounds of things. No, but in all seriousness, it's good that, that we're laughing and joking and, you know, we're getting behind Adam again. That's brilliant. And again, another pra- bit of praise um, about fr- fr- from William Tyler fr- fr- for Adam Eder. Statement, Adam Eder needs to be starting games. Yeah, I agree. Um, he's got the centre-forward profile and physically, uh, sorry, and physicality attributes. He can finish. He's got to be starting six goals, one assist in 334 minutes played. Mm. I'm proper delighted for him. In yeah, terms, in terms of minutes per goal, he's got one of the best ratios in the championship. I guess, I guess the, the the argument then comes back to, well, do you drop Ashley Barnes? And I know, I know a lot of people are fans of Ashley Barnes. Yep. What happens when Sargent comes back into the side? Uh, Don't yeah. think they can both play. I, th- I think it comes back down to this. We've got three 
well, you could even add Huang onto the list because he's actually been quite impressive the last couple of games he's played. We've got different strikers for different occasions, and I think it's up to Wagner to manage that. You look back, and I always think back to the 2014-15 squad. You had Lewis Graben, Gary Hooper, and Cameron Jerome. Yeah. Three excellent championship strikers yes. of that period. And Alex Neal managed to get the best out of all of them, and that's really difficult to do mm-hmm. because they would have all been hoping to play 90 minutes each. <laughs> And at times, only one of those three were playing. Yeah. And actually, all of them contributed yeah, yeah, hugely. Yeah. So yeah. if we can get Wagner, who, who, or if he gets sacked, where the next manager is to manage these group of strikers, we've got a nice pool. I don't think... I, I've said it before a second. I don't think these players are... I don't think this group are, are that bad. Like, I, I, I think that this group have got the ability to be in the playoffs. No, I, agree. I, I, I Do you know what, Jack? I got it so wrong on the quality of this league at the start of this season. You well, know, I think I, you've got, I, look, I look at the scum and I look at Leeds. Sorry, not Leeds. I look at the scum. Eh, partly Leeds. Partly I think you've got Leeds, four good teams in this. Partly division. Leeds, partly Southampton, only just. Definitely scum and definitely Leicester. West Brom. Four good teams. I think. Yeah, I think West Brom have more or less. Some, I think they've got to. So be that's in the one playoff place left. Yeah, and I and I reckon I reckon that we've got we've got a chance. And I I really like this, and I'm sure that this this sums it up for for most fans watching and listening to this. Jamie Everson mm. simply says, statement, I don't know what to think anymore. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and that's fair as well, Absolutely isn't it? Absolutely right? spot on. And Jamie, if you don't know you know what to think, we certainly yeah. don't. It's so difficult when you're, not difficult, not making out like this is a tough gig. It's the best gig in the world. But when you've got to form opinions on Norwich City on a, on a constant basis, you are going to get certain things wrong in hindsight, right? And that's fine. And, and, and I, I can't stress this enough. Both Chris and I, and I speak for Chris here, we only ever want the best for this football club. If the football club are doing well, we do well. Yeah. And there's a good mood around the place. And, and that's all we've ever wanted. The best, most glorious, successful times for TNC mm. have been when Norwich City have been playing well. There's this weird kind of theory that your team doing bad equals fan channels, popularity doing well. It's not true. It's absolutely not true. Sometimes you'll have the odd game and you get thumped six to at Plymouth and we can... But we're not doing... If we were doing fan cams, I would disagree with you, Jack, right? Because then the opposition tune in for the fan cams. And like, you know, it's a complex... Yeah. It's a really complex thing to get your head around and you're not going to get it right. I, and it's okay I, yeah. to change your opinion, mate. Th- yeah, thanks for bringing this up. Yeah, and I, and I think this is a good. I, I think this is a selfish, uh, you know, thing to bring up because I think actually you and I want to talk about this, but I actually want to flip it to begin with, talking about the fans. Please, please let this be known to you. It's totally okay to change your mind. Mm. It's totally okay to put something out there and then for it to be wrong and then for you to eat um, humble pie. It's totally okay and. I think, you know, it's absolutely, you know, I've, you know, people have been criticising us recently for being in bed with the club, which just basically means you haven't been watching and listening to our content because we've been very, very critical. Some people have said we're being way too negative and we're toxic. Uh, Honestly, we try to just, I mean, Jack, you'll vouch me on this. I spend so much time trying to create an agenda that's covering all of the areas of everything that what people are talking about and we'll only say our opinion like we and some other I think people are thinking and I don't know maybe I just don't understand anymore maybe I'm lost in this space chat but I think people think that we're meant to be um when we have to be balanced we don't we're just Norwich fans we've got an opinion sometimes you'll agree with me sometimes you'll disagree with me sometimes you'll agree with Jack not that often and most of the time you'll disagree with him and that is okay this is what a fan channel is all about Mm. I'm really pleased that you've raised that Jack I I think the you know and, and you've spoken about it before. The, 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 whenever I say, right, I want Wagner out or I think we would be better off with a different manager, the argument back to me is always, well, you wanted Daniel Farker out and look how that happened. Well, we were going off what we could see mm-hmm. and people are assuming that if we'd have kept Daniel Farker, things would all be rosy. Now, that was that is just using hindsight. And granted, we might be worse off because of Daniel Farker going. But I, I, my belief was football works in cycles. He wasn't the right man to take us forward. Who knows if it would have been better? Like you have to, mm. you have to go on what on what evidence you've yeah. got and form an opinion. And and we we all want the best for this football club. Some people would have wanted to keep him. There were plenty of people who've now weirdly changed their opinion since we are you know we are slightly 
you know, in a worse position than we were under Daniel Farker, going, well, I never called for his head. I saw the tweets. Yes, he did. <laughs> but look... Um, well, look, I think this is a good point, though, Jack, right? It's an emotional time. There to... isn't a right answer. Absolutely. And and, I, and my point is on this, this is a very emotional, turbulent time to support Norwich City. This is where, you know, it, it's re- it is hard. It's not, it's not easy to support a team when things aren't going well, you know, when there is a big disconnect, right? But what we want to make clear is that, you know, you're allowed to agree and you're sorry you're allowed to disagree but you know let's try to do it in a in a constructive friendly way mm. because you know some of the disconnect given that's being caused partly by, by the football club might i say um you know let's not turn our backs on each other we can agree to disagree as well can't we Jack? Mm. which you and i do Absolutely. lots of times and, and this is an interesting one from the norwich sas and i've heard this from a from a couple of people right he said if you don't like um if you if people don't want to get behind the team just go and support someone else if you did not perform at work for weeks, should your employer get rid of you, even mm-hmm. though the previous weeks you performed well? And I think this is a really interesting one because I've heard this a few times. And it's like, well, if you don't like what you've got, go elsewhere. This, you know, it's not like, you know, you, you don't pick and choose your football team. Yeah. You have your football team and you support them. That's the culture in England. It might be different. In, in yeah, different. yeah, yeah. You know, the only reason we're angry and the only reason we're criticising is because we love the club. It's because we love the club. Yeah. You can't just, like, I yeah. can't just go, oh, well, yeah. Norwich aren't doing very well, so I'm going to go support Leicester. Do you know what? That I doesn't saw, work like that. I, saw, I hate to bring up, you know, just one thing, you know. I saw something this week which I just was just absolutely baffled by. Sorry to be selfish and bring this up again. That's my alarm going off. Um, I thought it was HMS PTL call. <laughs> Not almost, almost. And someone said to me, "Chris isn't even a Norwich fan." And I was just like, oh, "For fuck's sake! Oh my god! I just, I just can't." You know, yeah, you're very right, Jack. You're very right. Uh, uh, Mark... We can't just stop supporting Norwich. What I liked, what I liked from Mark Atanasio and the AGM, and, yeah. and I think um, Rob Butler posed the question. He was like, "Clearly, a lot of anger in the room tonight." And, I, and Atanasio said, "Good." Good, I'm glad there is because it shows that they care and it shows that they want this football club to go forward. Spot on. And by the way, just another, just a quick tangent as well. Another excellent comment from Mark Atanasia was he was quizzed about David Vargas' position, wasn't he? And his response was, yeah, and that that will be dealt with by Ben Napper, mm. not me. Mm. Uh, yeah, obviously. And mm. that, and again, but Delia wanted to comment on that. And again, Jack, just to you know, make it abundantly clear that uh, we are happy to criticise the board. Uh, despite the narrative led by some of our haters. Um, I love Norwich, J555 says, rant. Really, Delia? How fucking dare you disrespect the fans who care about the club and are happy to voice their opinion that we are not happy with how our club is currently being run and how we play. We will complain because we know this club belongs in the Premier League. So there you go. Wanted to read that rant out. Uh, and I'm sure lots of people w- w- will agree with I. I just love Norwich. And I think... I think you know that most of the Twitter questions are down a certain line, and I do agree to an extent with Atanasio and Delia and Michael that you can't you can't sack your way to success. That's also yeah. not a sustainable way of running a football club. And if you sack Wagner and you bring someone else in who doesn't work, and then you sack them, you're in this constant cycle. That doesn't work. Yeah. But we should be deemed to be taking action, at least trying to change the yeah. situation. That's been my frustration mm-hmm. of the last three months it feels like we're sleepwalking it feels like it's us against them let's sack that that's you know let's sack that idea off let's all unite as one and try and bring this football club forwards are are we capable of getting into the playoffs yeah i think we are but we need to see a little bit of change a little bit of tinkering and hopefully that will happen well the performance level have to the performance levels have to increase and that comes from (laughs) changing the head coach um but yeah no i agree with your point but look this is our rally cry to to conclude jack is for the next two home games mm. let's really try to come together and be positive and back those boys yeah so look, we've got we've to got get to get six points ahead of ahead of ipswich preston on saturday yeah sheffield wednesday on the wednesday yeah. both let's, at home let's win what, them both what are your what's your realistic expectation uh, what do you think will happen well actually i i, I will just change that i refuse to say realistic and I will say what I want okay. and what I expect. And there's two wins. We're at home. We're at Cow Road. We're playing Preston. We're playing Sheffield Wednesday. Let's remember who this football club is. Let's remember who we are. Let's remember that this season is not done. And let's get those fucking six points. And let's tee up a positive performance for the Derby game. Do you think Jack. we're capable of, of winning them both? Look, I, I think I think it's I think it's I don't think it's gonna be easy, but as a supporter. 
I expect it. Mm. We're at home. Let's get six points. And 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 say we do win the next two, and yeah. that would then be five wins in six. Yeah. What's the mindset then going into the East Anglian? Well, party? I still think we're going to lose against Ipswich. Okay. A hundred percent. Okay. And people don't like me for saying that, but I'm I'm really sorry. It's just how I feel. I just. It, and trust me, it pains me to say. It doesn't. Mm. I don't take any pleasure from saying that. But um, if you, I think this is, you know, I was on, I was working in London on Wednesday, yeah. and I was on the train back, and I'd, I'd been I had a long day, and I got the nine o'clock train back from London, so I'd been there all day, and I was, it was lovely and warm, mm-hmm. the train was empty, mm-hmm. it was nice and cosy, it was just dozing off, yeah. pulled into Ipswich, completely forgetting they'd played at home that yeah. night. Oh dear! The train fills with Ipswich fans. They just won against. I'm surprised you got someone. out alive. Just about, and I've forgotten how it's what it's like to just feel on top of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the most frustrating thing, and a few of them knew who I was, and we had a bit of good back and forth actually. They were going through the Norwich fixtures, and they were going, right, they'll lose that, they'll lose that, they definitely lose to Preston. Oh, so they'll be coming into our game like five defeats and six. Yeah, Yeah. If we go into that East Anglian derby having won five and six, they're starting to think... Oh, yeah, no, no, they oh, will shit. be a little bit nervous. They will. They're yeah, going to be getting no, a bit will. twitchy. So yeah. let's set up at least a chance of winning that Yeah, game. no, no, I do agree. Look, we've covered lots. Um, let's get Big a, week ahead. Yeah, big week ahead. And to, to finish on the, on, the, on the thing that we're here to talk about actually today is the fact that it's Grief Awareness Absolutely. Week for North Can Wave Your Mind. Do go and, and check and out and their look, resources. And, and I think that's a nice point, Chris. And I think... You know, we, we all get so caught up about football and, <laughs> yeah. and we get emotional and we go at each other when we don't agree. And that's fine if it's in a healthy manner. Yeah. But let's look out for each other. You know, the support, if you are feeling slightly down, is out there. Yeah. So, we, we, the links to Minder is in every single description of our video or just search Norfolk Mind. There yeah. are people out there to help you. You should not suffer alone in this day and age. And um, here, here. Be there for each other. It, you know, football's a silly little game at the end of the day that we get far too annoyed about. Absolutely. Um, so look out for each other and, and stay safe. And if you fancy a chance of getting your hands on a Sarah signed shirt, can I win that by the way? Because yeah, I've entered. Well, well yeah. You, if I oh, win, I'm you? not giving have it you? to anyone. I've not seen your donation. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well. Get your donations in. The links are in the description. They're all over our social media accounts. We'll continue to plug it. You can donate as little as just £2 mm. to be in with a chance of winning imagine, a Gabriel Sarah signed shirt. Imagine getting that shirt for two quid. You would, li- you would be laughing, would you? would be. Just like we will be this time next week, baby. <laughs> we'll be back next week for another TNC podcast. <laughs> Look, stay locked into TNC. So much content going on at the moment. I can barely keep up. We'll see you all again very soon. Take care. Bye-bye.